0: in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Hey, friendos, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw News. Brief, quick reminder for you. The numbers don't lie. Episode China is up right now uh, for patrons at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. It's up for audio. It's up for video. So you can check that out and see where the friendos and me and Larson landed on the legacy, the numbers of China's career. So uh, go ahead and check that out. Uh, and yeah. That's it. There you go. Uh, join us for our SmackDown. Oh, show's brief. over. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's our news brief today. It's just go watch the numbers, don't lie. Uh, yeah, no, actually, we do have some news today. Larson, what is in
2: said news? Well, uh, Adam Cole's been the news. His possible pending free agency has been the talk of the wrestling world basically all week. Yeah. In the most recent Wrestling Observer newsletter, Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer himself, mm-hmm. uh, reported that, quote, Those close situation have said that he is negotiating a new deal with NXT, but that AEW had made an offer as well, and he had not agreed to either offer as of midweek. But wait, shortly after uh, the newsletter was issued, uh, Dave Meltzer issued a correction on Twitter Mm. saying the following, Mm. quote, Tony Khan said it is incorrect, and he has not made an offer to Adam Cole. Well, so, like, legally speaking, we're, neither of us are lawyers.
1: We've been to zero law schools.
2: I believe if someone's under contract, you can't negotiate. If you're with a different company, you can't negotiate uh, with them until that contract has expired. I believe the term is tampering.
1: Yeah, right. So if Adam Cole is under... it, Look, look WCW used to do this stuff all the time. You know, they would use proxies to negotiate. So while... Tony Khan may have not made an official offer to Adam Cole. Perhaps he's had some proxies. (laughs) Young Bucks say hey this is what we would be offering let's say if you were not under contract i'm just throwing that out there because you know eric Bischoff used to talk about that stuff all the time that's just how stuff worked um Mm -hmm. so uh so yeah it would probably be very appropriate for tony Khan to lay it out there and say no i'm not i'm not doing that at all that's not happening and for all we know maybe they have had no contact whatsoever
2: entirely with adam
1: cole who knows but it sounds like adam cole has tons of leverage, assuming WWE oh, yes. wants to keep him around. Uh, and if they want to keep him around really, you know, a, a lot, then he'll have even more leverage uh, if they're like, yeah, well, you know, we'll offer you this much. Otherwise you can just go to AEW. We don't really care. I don't know. You, you know, it's, it's hard to tell. I don't know if Vince McMahon would see him as another AJ Styles or if he'd see him as like another Carrion and cross, which would be very foolish. Um I don't know how Vince McMahon would would view Adam.
2: I don't. I don't, I don't either. And, and part of that too is is what plans, if any, does Vince have for Adam Cole on the main roster? Is is does he see him as someone he'll push on the main roster, or is it a situation where, uh, you know, he'll be slotted in as a mid-card on the main roster? So then, maybe the decision is if he has the option to negotiate this in the deal, whether he just wants to stay in NXT you know, where he won't be a mid Carter. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Oh, sorry, we get this point out. And then then the decision has to be made. Do you stay in NXT, or do you move on to someplace outside the WWE system?
1: If You're Adam Cole. it's a You know, I I can't believe you'd want to stay in NXT. I mean, I know there are some upsides to stuff. His Twitch channel, stuff like that. So, like, priorities are everything, obviously. If he's getting paid main roster money to stay in NXT, and he really wants to do that, then great. But let's say the dude is like, you know, wanting to live the childhood dream. He got a little taste yeah. of the main roster back in 2019
2: nineteen. Nineteen, yeah. for
1: Survivor Series. Um, let's say he wants to go to main roster. Would you be happy if you're Adam Cole? We're going to role play now. We're going to Cole role play, right? Cole play. Uh, Larson, you're Adam Cole. You're guaranteed. Uh, thank you. A Riddle-esque run in your first year of main roster. Are you happy with that? Yeah. How can you not be? Riddle's been treat- treated pretty well.
2: I think. He's constantly involved. He's in a storyline with Randy Orton. He's soon to be a tag champion. Probably. The, the ceiling um, seems pretty high for Matt Riddle. I would think. Exactly. I mean, wouldn't you think
1: that if you're Adam Cole, I think there's more evidence to suggest that even, even a slot like Keith Lee, who we don't know where he'd be if it wasn't for whatever mysterious thing took him out of the game for a while, mm-hmm. in my opinion, there's more evidence to suggest that, that he'd be treated well as opposed to be carrying crossed. But carrying cross is like the most recent, like, what have you done for me lately example. Here, Adam Cole has a point to make. Yes, up. Adam.
2: Uh, uh, Al- Alistair Black seemed like a sure thing. And then he was stuck in a room for a year
1: yeah i i would suggest this
2: no i wouldn't suggest that
1: i think alistair black in terms of what he what like how he fits in a main roster is somewhere between a riddle and a carrion cross because i could see how alistair black is more along the lines of bray wyatt's like man i have to protect this guy for him to remain relevant, like a guy like riddle, a guy like Alistair black couldn't have the, the run that riddles had because riddles eaten plenty of pins. Yeah. He's, he's taken plenty of losses, but he's still, his character remains pretty protected. I'm not sure Alistair black could be in that role. I think Adam Cole could be in that role more than, than he could, but I don't know. I, there are a lot of unknowns, so there I don't are, know. I don't know uh, that, that it's a, true. that it's an easy answer, but you know, yeah, if he gets what know. he wants out of WWE on the creative side, like, Hey, I want to be on SmackDown tomorrow and I want, you know, some guarantees in writing that I'm not going to be uh, that I'm not going to be stuck in a room like he might be like, hey, listen, you know how WWE wants guaranteed dates? He might say, hey, I want guaranteed matches because that's yeah. his thing. That and promos. If he has if he's guaranteed to have matches on TV. Mm hmm. He's guaranteed to make money because he's he's
2: he's that damn good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know how they do stuff over there. I'm not in the
2: business. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's that's a possibility where you can go and it's like I want uh, three televised matches per month. I don't know if you can do that. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's something especially uh, an NXT call up. They'd be like, uh, yeah, sure. We'll entertain that or if they'll be like, where do you get off, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't, don't know. Out. I mean, they wouldn't let Daniel Bryan work New Japan <laughs> at the same time he's in WWE. And they seemed to really, oh my God, you're being attacked by a fly. Give him a Panama Sunrise.
2: Mothman came <laughs> flying through
1: here. <laughs> or Panama Sun. What is it called? Panama Sunset? Uh,
2: sunrise, I think. Sun- sunrise
1: or sunset? Anyways.
2: Sunrise, I think. All right.
1: Anyways, uh, let's talk about uh, John Cena. Uh, talking about John Cena during an interview with USA Today. John Cena commented on WWE's tendency to rely on part-timers and legends to pop ratings rather than investing in new talent. He said this, man, I wish there was some sort of fountain of youth where I could be a full-time contributor. The long, Well, it'd be more like a cloning device, wouldn't it? He, I feel like that dude has found the fountain of youth because he looks amazing. Uh, he says uh, the longer they continue to bet on an aging prospect, that makes WWE's future a little less stable.
2: That's a thousand percent true.
1: John Cena knows because his stuff. You know. He
2: does because, uh, as we said several times, yeah, you got the part-timers now, the legends that you can bring in when you want to do the, the the easy pop for ratings, boost up those pay-per-view buys potentially. But the problem is you're not investing in this current generation of talent. So 10, 15 years down the line, when you're in the situation where you need to bring in part-timers or legends potentially to pop ratings for talent, you haven't built up the current generation by and large. There's There's... You know, there's outliers where you can say, well, they could, this person could do that in 10 to 15 years. But, anyways, uh, very few of them are the magnitude of John Cena, though. Yeah. Um, where 10, 15 years down the line, you can bring someone in on a part time basis to get the similar pop. Maybe Roman, uh, maybe Becky Lynch. Uh,
1: Roman, Becky Lynch. I think Bobby Lashley could, if, if, if they really do a killer job with Bobby Lashley over the next year. I think you're actually doing a decent job of setting him up. If he goes on a killer run, all it needs is like one decent dominant run. And you're setting yourself up with a guy who could come around on a Brock schedule and have marquee matches. Maybe. 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 Roman for sure. Maybe. Roman Roman's gonna be a part time. I think Roman and Becky are,
2: are and Becky. sure bets. Yeah. In the future. But I think beyond right that, that, there's no there's you know, you, you can you can mention Lashley, you can mention Drew. Uh, you can probably, Seth maybe, you can probably think of three or four other names where maybe, you know, given some time, maybe they'll get to that point. But, you know, the WB has been, this fly going through here, um, criticized, I think, rightly in terms of they've built new stars, but it seems like the marketing strategies, hey, we're going to market our company around the logo, the W logo, the company itself, and not so much on these individual stars. Yes, you can probably pinpoint a couple people where, uh, for for example roman where they tried to build build the company around him didn't work per se uh you know but it, it's it's been a common criticism of wd where they they haven't been building up the current crop of, of superstars as as maybe as well as they could in terms of building them into huge superstars with potential to cross over into the main street
1: yeah there does seem to be a bit more evidence suggests that they're just not interested in doing I don't know I, I don't do I, I don't know I never know if it's they're not interested in it or if they're just incapable I kind of feel like yeah. they're just incapable you know I just I, I feel like they they have enough great talent I I personally feel like they have enough great talent to if half the roster uh, ended up sort of retiring in five years then you can have a whole rotation of part-timers at that point you know the new day let's say the new day stop you know mm-hmm. in five years mm-hmm. Man, those dudes can come back for every Raw Legends Night, for every WrestleMania, and they'll pop ratings. I think that they're they're building enough enough people who have the kind of profile. The main problem with WWE is just that their week-to-week creative is not that compelling. Mm-hmm. I think that they've built stars to a certain degree, but yeah, I the, the you know, is Roman Reigns going to be does he have the potential to be another John Cena? I, I it's possible. It's possible. Maybe but I, yeah, I think that if if the plan right now is to build up just the brand, I mean, it's not a terrible plan because
2: then you have to rely, rely on anybody. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's probably why. it's yeah, probably why that's that that might be their their philosophy. Then, and, yeah. and, and, and when I say build up stars, I don't I don't just mean build up wrestlers who are popular within WWE's fan base. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 thinking crossover stars. But how many of those have there really been over the years? Well, there's been Hogan. Cena, Cena Hogan. uh, The
1: Rock. And Austin. Cena, Hogan and The Rock. Stone Cold. Yeah. Becky was almost there. She was Mm. about there. Yeah, I think time time will kind of tell with Becky. Time will tell. Same with Daniel Bryan. The Uh, yes uh, thing was everywhere. Everywhere. Nah, was Daniel Bryan was almost there. Daniel Bryan wasn't close. I kind of don't feel nobody on the outside. If you walk the streets, people know who John Cena is. People might know who Roman Reigns is. They might know, who, ain't nobody's gonna know who Daniel Bryan is, dude. Nobody's gonna know. They'll know what this is, though. Some, there was like a period of six months where that was kind of everywhere, but then it disappeared yeah. quickly. Nobody does that anymore. Um,
2: Daniel Bryan and his fans still do this. One.
1: You know what I still think it is, man? I think, I think. well, I do that because I love it. I love Daniel Bryan, but I understand that I'm not everybody. Um, I. I think that, I don't know, I think that they're probably gonna sell the company in 2024. <laughs> I think instead of getting a new TV <laughs> deal, they're going to sell the company. It's going to be somebody else's problem. That's the what that's NBC what they're doing. Uh, I think so. Budget. I, I kind of think that that's. I think that Could they're be. making the moves now so that not so not so they can sell in six months or right now, so they can sell in twenty twenty four. Instead of having to constantly go after these deals, I think they're just they're just trying to get everything in line for one massive deal, and then they'll be done with it. And when I say they, I just mean possible. Vince and the McMahon family, and yeah. then somebody else will, will be able to monetize their IP, and they'll probably take over like Disney did Star Wars and monetize it, you know, ad nauseum. And maybe they'll get somebody in there who knows what they're doing. I don't know.
2: That's entirely possible. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about NXT. So they got to take over SummerSlam weekend. Yeah, but uh, we haven't got any clear indication. I don't think yet, as far as where it's going to be. You know, <laughs> we'd assume, given that it's about two weeks away, it's going to be at the CWC. But who knows? Uh, Melser talked about it in the the newsletter. This we had to say, quote, there definitely was talk of moving TakeOver to Las Vegas and running it at a major arena with the idea so many fans would be in Las Vegas on Saturday for SummerSlam. They could draw a good crowd for the Sunday TakeOver. But thus far, it's still a no. And with so little time left, those within NXT are under the impression it's the Performance Center Orlando for the loaded show. The problem is the key officials have to go to Las Vegas the week before TakeOver for the tryout camp. When they should be finalizing the show and then fly back so hmm. logistically i could see that would, could potentially be not actually a problem but you know that's a, a a little bit to have to concern yourself with like is it easier to fly back you know regal uh robbie brookside matt bloom uh maybe triple h you know out to vegas for this tryout camp and then fly him back you know like friday yeah and then do you have a day to prep for takeover i don't know
1: i mean we're 12 days away 13 day. no 13 days away. 14 14 16 days away. 16 16 22nd oh it's the 22nd i'm thinking it's the 14th that's triple mania um yeah i mean it's this thing's totally yeah there's gonna fly people back and forth this is it's totally gonna be at the, at the it sucks too by the way it's gonna be the performance center that sucks should be in front of a lot of people. <laughs> Should be, yeah, ideally. <laughs> not a bunch of people sitting there not happy because of whatever. Well, oh, whatever. They're just sitting there with their hands crossed the whole time.
2: Maybe they could find a place in Orlando to do it. That'd be cool. It's not CWC. That'd be great, but they, Where have, to, they have to get that in order now, don't they? Obviously. Yeah, yeah they do. Where was that place? Because back when they used to run it full sale, like a couple times a year, they'd go to. Was it the arena at, uh, was it University of Central Florida? Is That's in Orlando. They used to run a couple shows yeah, there. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had like a,
2: you know, they had a slightly larger capacity. Yeah, you're I mean, right. they could do it there. That'd
1: be awesome. That'd be great. Let's get like a special venue here. Get Can we get 1,000 people in the damn building? Because that Walter Ilya match deserves. They, those dudes put on a match of the year. Cause I think it was my match of the year last year in front of nobody. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, let's get in front of 1,000 people.
2: Yeah, University of Central Florida. That's a- Orlando.
1: Anyways, uh, so let's talk about an NXT alum, perhaps the greatest NXT alum, Finn Balor. He's been back on the main roster now for a couple of weeks, but in a recent interview with WWE Deutschland's Facebook, he let it be known that he already has his sights set on another run in NXT. These transcripts come to you via Give Me Sport. He said this: "The two times at NXT for different reasons have been two of the most beautiful periods of my career personally and professionally." I feel like I grow so much in NXT. I really feel like I'm a part of their team. It feels like a bond amongst the guys that are there, you know? And not only the guys in the ring, but the stuff behind the scenes and the producers and the trainers, and that's something I really feel attached to and really feel passionate about. And I know I've had two runs there, and hopefully in the future there will be a third. He probably got to main roster. Larson was like, what is this? It's gotten even worse since last time I was here. This is a mess. I got, you know, apparently also... He goes in there to sign a contract, a legally binding document with his name on it, and then so he gets attacked by a dude, and then another dude awkwardly scrawls his, his name on
2: it. Name writes his name and puts the signature on it and thinks it's legally binding. Right? I think it works that way. No law on main roster. No, there's not. At least not on SmackDown. Yeah, he. I mean, he speaks.
1: I, I like that he speaks very. You know, for for what NXT for what you think morale could be in NXT. <laughs> You know, it's like, man, shouldn't it be like, like this, this,
2: you know, dark cloud comes over you and just like picks your friends up out of nowhere. That's, that's always kind of been the thing. The the vibe I've got from Red XT is that it feels more like a family to a degree, yeah, sure. you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, it seems like it, it, I imagine part of that, too, is everybody by and large, you know. They'll go, they'll work out together, they'll do some training. Mm-hmm. Like the camaraderie on, in NXT seems off the charts for the most part, you know? It
1: really does. I wonder if they just view themselves as like, hey, man, we're here. We're going to try to prove a point. We're going to give them everything we can. And Triple H is probably like, I, I imagine tr- by this time, Triple H might be like a Heyman level motivator, you know? Like a guy who really knows how to rally his troops. Listen, listen, guys, I know, I know Dad could come here any minute and pluck any of you out of here, but we got to do our best for these people these people really love nxt now go out there and perform in front of all those crossed arms out there
2: well i'm sure too is the, uh, you know some some people in nxt might be uh fired up to accept the challenge of hey let's put nxt on the map. Mm-hmm. you know yeah. oh yeah yeah absolutely
1: yeah absolutely you
2: know, like they know within the wb universe this is a place where the best matches happen
1: imagine if you can be on the team on the squad that like you know brings nxt back to back to relevance you know if you can get mm-hmm. bring in those those big ratings those big numbers especially now they're on cable tv that'd be a heck of a challenge you know it'd be, it'd be yep. i could see people having a pride in that sort of thing totally totally let's talk impact we didn't watch it well you watched some of it i watched um, about 12 minutes of it all right but not much at all if that yeah.
2: really yeah uh now that they're not streaming on twitch so we can't do our co-stream let's see if
1: i can even find their uh if i can find the episode on
2: their oh yeah that was an issue for him yesterday uh so let's do these impact results real quick yeah uh chris bay do you want to say it steve chris bay no i don't want to say it anymore because we can't watch impact anymore all right all right all right uh so chris bay defeated juice robinson what
1: I, st- I still don't see. Oh, here we go. It says updated today. No, Callahan uncensored. It, so I still don't see it
2: anymore, dude. All right. So, anyways, after Chris Bay defeated Juice Robinson, Jay White officially. It's there. It's there. All right. Jay White officially welcomes Chris Bay into the Bullet Club. He had like a gold logo shirt. It looked really nice. Yeah. It did look nice. Uh, we got a new number one contender for the X Division title. That is Jake something. After he defeated Divari, Rohit Raju and Sh- Sh- Rohit Raju and Trey Miguel, sorry, uh, I believe he'll be taking on Josh Alexander at the next Impact Plus show the mm. uh, day before Summerslam, I think. Uh, then we got, gosh, this flies everywhere. Uh, Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering defeated Fire and Flava, and then afterwards Savannah Evans lays out Kira Hogan, and then uh, it looks like that. She is now aligned with Tasha Steels. It mm-hmm. seems like the former Knockout Tag Team champs has split up as a team.
1: Yeah, it seems to be the case. Uh, also, Steve Macklin defeated Joss C. I don't know who that is, but uh, I kind of want to watch that match. You know, I'll probably watch Impact this weekend, man. It is a really fun show. It's just a, it is a that really we can't fun show. can watch it with like everybody.
2: I know it's nice watching it Thursday night when it's you know goes out to the world for everybody. We have our little our little co-stream, and we have some people that watch it with us and chat. Know. It's fun. I it's know. a great it community-building event. It really is. It's fun, yeah. Uh, then the main event, uh, the Elite Hunter, Frankie Kazarian, Sammy Callahan, and Eddie Edwards. Yeah. Yeah. Defeated uh, Kenny and the Good Brothers. Mm-hmm. Guess who took the pin in this match, Steve?
1: Hold on. Let me see. Uh, oh, Carl Anderson. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, he's got us at, you know, 2012... He, he always has 2012.
2: If nothing else, the he's got 2012. I know. <laughs> exactly. I know. I know. I uh, know. We got one segment announced thus far for SmackDown. It involves Finn Balor. Mm. He is out for payback against Baron Corbin tonight. I believe they announced this last week during the show. They were going to have a match tonight.
1: You know what could be cool, dude? You know what we might get out of this? If Finn Balor doesn't get... Uh, obviously, he's not getting his title shot. We could get Finn versus Kevin Owens at SummerSlam. If Kevin Owens is like, hey, man, don't kick the guy when he's down. He's like, well, yeah. he took, he almost took my title shot. And then they could just have a feud over that. I mean, it's more, it's meatier than any feud that starts in NXT UK. <laughs>
2: really, by and large, yeah, where someone just bumps
1: into some. <laughs> exactly. Someone bumps into somebody else. What do I always say that. about UK? Every feud to start with a spilled pint. Yeah. And basically that's what it is. It's great. Virtually. Yeah. Virtually. Anyways, we're going to be doing our SmackDown Recap live tonight on the Twitch. So join us for that twitch.tv forward slash steven larson of course after that it'll go on demand out on youtube and of course uh in the audio realm thanks everybody for tuning in we appreciate it till next time we'll talk to you later
2: goodbye
0: angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well i absolutely love this because you know if you own a home it can be really hard to maintain it's hard to find